When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Retire your overplayed playlist. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot at the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and Ruby has just found the squeaker in her toy. So my apologies. But I just want to ask like, how everyone's weekend was. Last week was kind of like a whirlwind. I was in New York for our relatively semi-annual dip treat, which is when we go and all basically work together because most of us, like half of the team at the dip is remote. So like Kea, who runs Bravo All Black and is part of our socials in Florida, Allison, uh, obviously you guys know who Allison is, queen, icon legend, Allison, as Danny Pellegrino would say. It was just nice to get away. It was like a very quick trip to New York. And, you know, it just sounds so fucking cool to tell people that I'm like going to New York for work. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, I'm a business bitch and I am so fucking official. But yeah, that was great. I got home, got reunited with Ruby. We had a big night last night. She slept in my bed. It was the cutest thing ever. I was shocked that she wanted to stay, but I was like, we're bonding. It's fine. Like it was, it was so cute. Her little head was on the pillow and everything. And Barb was fine with it. Actually, they kind of, they didn't, they definitely did not snuggle together, but they were near each other, near each other in both sleeping. Also, just because, you know, I like to talk about, I like to overshare on like my dating life, personal life. There was this guy that I had gone out on a couple of dates with and I thought like we had a good time and I thought we had a, you know, then I got the text yesterday and you guys know the text that I'm talking about. It's like when they text you and they're like, I really liked hanging out with you. But like X, Y, Z, I just need space or something. It's like, I would rather, I think I would rather get ghosted 
or just like if he was just like rude, I would have much preferred because it's like I didn't need to hear all of that. Like, I don't need to hear all of your reasonings of why you don't want to see me again. <laughs> like, I'm really but I was just a little confused, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You know, we're just we're just out here just dating. Anyways, so let's get into what the fuck's been going on in like pop culture land. First of all, there is going to be spoilers on this podcast for those who watch Succession because I just have to talk about the finale. I won't get into it like too much, but holy fucking shit. It was incredible. Like, okay, I have to be completely honest. This season, like season two of Succession can never be topped, I don't think. But the finale of season three that just came out on Sunday was some of the best television. Like, I couldn't even believe my eyes. Like, Kendall is Kendall. And seeing the kids kind of stand together against Logan was really something. And you, and then when Jerry said to Roman, like, she has to look out for herself. Like, what, what would do going against Logan do for her? And I was like, oh my God. And then, spoiler. Guys, you don't want to listen to this part. Fast forward 30 seconds. When Shiv said, you know, how did he know that we were coming? And how did he know that like this was going to happen? And then in walks fucking Tom. I screamed. I had full fucking chills. That hand on the shoulder pat that he did, that Logan gave Tom as he walked in. And then Shiv's realizing like, Oh fuck. Holy fuck. And I I want to rewatch it again because Succession for me is like one of those things where it's like you're watching it and you're so into it, but like you're not maybe it's just me. I'm not like fully processing what's going on. I'm just like holy fuck. And then I need to rewatch just to like get my eyes on it again to like see what I missed the first time. Um wow. So that's enough of that. I want to talk about everyone's like least favorite person slash someone that they can't get enough of, which is Kim Kardashian West. You guys know I love my Kimmy. I love my Kimmy so much. But Kanye. (sighs) Kanye. Kanye over the weekend basically pleaded for Kim to come back to him. He was singing and I quote, run right back to him is what he said. And her response to that was she filed to change her last name to Kardashian and get rid of West. Now, this is such typical fucking man behavior. Like all Kimmy wants, I believe. Now, (laughs) I'm not a close friend of Kimmy, but I just get the impression from the last season of Keeping Up and just everything that we've seen in the news and everything like that. I feel like Kim just wants like the basics. And it really speaks to like women in general. Like we just want fucking respect. We want a hug. We want like normal day-to-day consistency, stability, love, all of that normal shit. And men take that and they're like, I'm going to sing her a song. It's like, she doesn't fucking want a song. Like she just wants you to be normal again. Like she wants you to not fucking tweet crazy shit about how she, you know, allegedly wanted to abort her daughter. Like that is, yes, that is something he did. That is what I firmly believe was the last straw for Kim Kardashian to finally be like, I'm done. Like I cannot keep defending this and I cannot 
do this. And I am so fucking happy for her that I we I think we're seeing a Kim renaissance like where she's, you know, with Pete potentially. And, uh, you know, people shit on Pete Davidson. And I've vented about this before. It's so fucking annoying to me. But, you know, Kim just needs to have a laugh. Kim deserves to fucking giggle, as we all do. Isn't that what women really want? Just to laugh with someone and not like, like, we don't need all of this, like, you know, pomp and circumstance that uh, Kanye, those tricks used to work on Kim. But I think Kim has grown so much. I think especially after like the robbery in Paris, you know, having four children, going through a pandemic. I think like all of those things like maybe really changed her. And I think that she really just wants like a normal life. Like, I think she loves being famous. Obviously, she's talked about that many times. Like, that's all she's ever wanted. But I think now, like, she just wants regular, a regular relationship with a person who, like, I don't know, just fucking respects that. And it's like, good for you, Kimmy. Also, shout out to Kimmy for passing the baby bar. She has failed it three times, but she passed. And that's very exciting. So shout out to Kimmy. I just think that what Kanye is doing speaks to like a, a greater, not issue, but just like men just tend to do that. Like they think that, you know, we want all of this extra shit. And it's like, we really just want you to like be nice to us. <laughs> like text us back, be consistent, be a man of your word. Like don't throw us under the bus <laughs> into the public forum. Like that would just be really great. Also, I feel like, dude, you probably could have made your marriage work. Because I think, honestly, I think that they're soulmates. Now, do I think all the time soulmates like work out? No. You know, like Taylor Swift once said, like, the greatest love stories are the ones that never made it. I mean, that's not a direct quote, but that's not, that's like... <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I just... Kanye just needs to shut the fuck up. And I was a huge fan of Kanye. I just want to make this very clear. I was a Kanye apologist, okay? And then he started with the Trump shit. And I was like, no, 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 no. I can't get on board. Like, I got to tap out. Like, that was, it, it was, it was, I couldn't, I couldn't defend it. I could not defend it. And now I'm fully Team Kimmy and Team Kimmy just living her best life. And there's like this really weird rumor that her and Van Jones were sleeping together. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see that for her or him. It just, I also think he's married. I'm not sure. Anyways. So naturally when one talks about Kanye, the topic of Taylor Swift is going to come up. (laughs) Obviously this is what's been going on since 2009, but There's news that Taylor Swift is currently in a trial over plagiarism for her song, Shake It Off. Now, BuzzFeed News reports that the lawsuit was filed in 2010, alleging that Swift copied the lines, player's gonna play and hater's gonna hate, from a 3LW song called Play Is Gonna Play. It was written by two men, Sean Hall and Nathan Butler. And in 2018, a judge threw out the case because it was lacking in originality. And obviously... Sean and Nathan appealed this ruling in 2019 and Taylor Swift's spokesperson said to the guardian that it is not a crusade for all creatives. It is a crusade for Mr. Hall's bank account, which is fucking tea because honestly, 
I agree. Like those terms haters going to hate. Like you think that like you created that. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously. Which is also interesting because the members of the band 3LW guys, I used to love 3LW back in 2000. They were iconic. They said on Friday, there is nothing but love and respect for Taylor and her team. 3LW had nothing to do with this case. Please direct all hate elsewhere. It's like good for them because they're probably like, please leave us the fuck out of this. Like we do not want to be a part of this lawsuit. This is insane. And the case will go to jury trial, which is, I don't know. I find that very odd. I just think it's like, like Taylor's spokesperson said, I think it's a fucking cash grab. I don't think it's, really that serious i mean you really think they were reinventing the wheel by saying players gonna play like are you fucking kidding also the song came out in 2000 and you're just now fine like it's just this fucking weird lame men are so fucking lame yeah wow obviously i'm kind of all over the place but okay gonna take a sharp left out of taylor swift's you know vill i want to talk about jennifer aniston Because she did a very candid interview with The Hollywood Reporter that came out. And I know that this is going to be stating the fucking obvious, but I love this woman. I loved this interview so much that she did. She really opened up about like being a woman in Hollywood and how the industry has really changed since like, I'm not going to say her heyday because I feel like that's like relatively misogynistic, you know, to say that like a woman had a heyday. Like, I don't know. I just don't like the way that that sounds. But I mean, like, the when she was on friends obviously that was like the height of a lot of their careers i mean friends was one of the most like beloved shows on television and still is now granted i don't love friends and i don't say i don't like friends like how people say that they don't like cats or don't like the word moist i'm not trying to be interesting i just genuinely like i don't under i don't understand it Like, if you love it, that's great. It's just not for me. I was like much more of like a Will and Grace girl. I just found it to be more funny. But anyways, so she really opened up about the Friends reunion that they filmed this past year. And she said that it was really hard walking back onto the set. Like she said, you know, the idea was great. Like being reunited with the cast that she loved and they were her genuine friends. But walking back in time, she said was so difficult that she had to walk out at certain points. And she's not even sure how like, they cut that out, like how they were able to work around her walking out. Because if you watch the reunion, like you wouldn't know that that happened. She also like I was saying earlier, she talks about how Hollywood isn't as glamorous as it used to be. And it's all based now basically on TikTok and how many followers someone has and not talent, which I mean, no offense. Addison Ray, I'm looking directly at you, girl. How this girl got a fucking starring role in a Netflix movie, he's not all that or whatever, it's crazy. So when she says that Hollywood's not as glamorous, you have to acknowledge it. It's Hollywood and like the way things are now is like very, very different. And while some things are better than they were before, I mean, there's also... it's just kind of crazy. Like I miss the old school press tours people used to do. Like I loved how Adele did this whole fucking thing for this album. She sat down with Oprah. She did a concert and it was televised. Like it, like she really made it this big deal. And like, I kind of miss when artists or actors would, would do that. I really, you know, now it's more about them, you know, dancing to Doja Cat on TikTok. And it's like, I don't want to see Reese Witherspoon 
on TikTok. I just don't. I don't want to see, you know, Matt Damon on TikTok. I want my actors to be actors and to be sitting down with Barbara Walters or Diane Sawyer and, you know, talk about tough shit. I want that. I want that back. I desperately, desperately want that back. Also, in the interview, I thought it was really interesting because she talked about, too, like how the tabloids, while they're not as horrible as they once were back in, you know, when she was going through everything with the Team Aniston t-shirts, they did talk about that, too, which I thought was really crazy. She was like, that stuff is still going on, but it's just changed hands now. Like the tabloids passed the baton to social media and people sitting at home. And, you know, she called them the Joe Schmo behind the keyboard. It's like, that's very true. Like now we, instead of tabloids, we have people's opinions on social media and the critiques and the nasty comments. And, you know, I think it's, there's a fine line between being snarky and being a fucking bully. And I like that she talked about that. Like, I think that there's a way to have fun with celebrity culture. But I mean, the fact that Perez Hilton is now like doing, he's like really trying hard to get like some sort of redemption. I don't know why, like he's doing an apology to her. He was in the Brittany Murphy documentary and he was like horrified at his past behavior. But we have to be honest, there's a thousand Perez Hiltons now. And they're all on Twitter and they're all on Reddit. And it's like people denounce what he used to do. But there's so many more of them now. So it's like, are we really moving past that? I don't, I, it doesn't feel like we moved past any of that. But I remember when Perez Hilton, one of his first times that he really realized that his behavior needed to change, I will never forget, actually involved Jennifer Aniston. I guess, allegedly, I mean, this was years and years ago, she confronted him and just simply said to him, why are you so mean? You know, like she, it was just such like, an, she was just dead on. And she, she, I mean, it's a very basic question. Like, why, what do you get from it? And I think we all have had moments like where we've done things that we regret or treated someone terribly or bullied someone. Even if you think that you didn't, you probably did at some point in your life. I don't know. I just find that very interesting that she brought that up because I never thought about it like that really before, like the passing of the baton from the evil tabloids to now thousands of people doing what they did, but just on social media, not in print. I don't know. I just find that very interesting. I mean, this interview obviously was like nothing salacious. And like, I just really, really liked the interview and you guys should go and read it. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Okay, so I want to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. 
I know that I probably should save it for Bravo Friday, but I just can't help myself. I really just need to discuss that Jen Shaw and her husband Sharif were praying over Popeye's really quick. That is just something I need to discuss. Because what the fuck? I've seen a lot of things on Real Housewives. You know, I've seen a woman fuck a pirate. I've seen the Cartagena boat trip almost capsize. I've never seen someone so blatantly narcissistic and delusional and pray over Popeyes at the same time. Now, I'm also concerned about Whitney's finances. Whitney announced on this episode that her and her husband spent all of their savings of hundreds of thousands of dollars to rebrand her skincare line or her beauty line. I want to get my eyes on those books because Whitney, what the fuck? And I just was like, why? For what? For what? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. That is very odd to me and scary. Like, why are you spending all that money on rebranding a skincare line? Like, I mean, it's very rare that housewives hit the jackpot like a Bethany. Okay. Not everyone is a Bethany Frankel. Not everyone is going to be on the cover of Forbes selling their liquor company for $40 million. Like they think that that's what's going to happen to them if they get on this show. They think that they will, you know, rake in the, the coins. And it's like, I'm sure Karen Huger makes a pretty penny off of LaDom. Possibly. Like, I don't, I don't know. But Whitney's not a Karen Huger. She doesn't have the charisma of a Karen Huger, which makes it like kind of like a joke when you're buying La Dame or you're buying the candle. You know what I'm saying? She's taking this very, very seriously. And it's like, Whitney, we don't want any more skincare lines. Like we don't want any more beauty lines. Like, do you guys fucking remember that hell we were living in several years ago because of YouTube? Everyone and their goddamn mother started a makeup line. I was like, what is going on right now? Because everyone everyone wanted to be Rihanna. Not everyone's going to be Rihanna. I'm sorry. I know the Gaga fans out there are going to come for me. But did we need a makeup line by her? No. Did Ariana Grande need to launch a makeup line like recently? Absolutely fucking not. And now we got Harry Styles and MGK in the nail polish world, which is like, it's odd that they both came out with nail polish lines at the exact same time. And it's like, I'm just like, what is going on? I also really want to do a entire episode on YouTube families and drama that has happened and scandals because I find the YouTube community to be wild. Like, I mean, the Alice and I talked about the Ace family a couple weeks ago. Like we briefly touched on it. I would like to talk about them again. Or the I think they're like the Lambert family. They are the scariest family on earth. They're all blonde and their one daughter does TikTok. It's, I'm really getting off topic, but I mean, that's just, it's just what you're going to get. Sorry. But yeah, so now Whitney's got this like makeup line and people are comparing her to Megan King Edmonds. And I want to discuss this. Miss Whitney Rose is not Megan King Edmonds. Megan King was like calling you know, Orange County hospitals, Newport Imaging, excuse me, 
Whitney was calling Newport Imaging to figure out if they did MRIs and knew the days that they stopped doing them. She was like on the fucking case. And this was investigating cancer scams. What Whitney is doing is simply pointing out the obvious of Lisa Barlow not not being good at covering her tracks. And it's like, we're all seeing it, Whitney. You're not doing, you're not discovering, you know, anything that we all don't see. So I don't understand this comparing her to Megan King because Megan King was doing the fucking Lord's work. Whitney is just simply narrating what's going on. Like we all are aware that Lisa Barlow is in the wrong and Lisa Barlow is like being a horrible, horrible version of Lisa Vanderpump by leaving trails everywhere. And it's just like, girl, what are we doing? Then we have the Jen Shaw Heather sit down and I have to say, I'm coming around on Heather. I am. And I don't know why. I'm starting to see what you all see. I liked her a lot in season one. I do think that she got a little big for her britches coming into season two. But there's something about her that I just really, really enjoy. I Now, I think I enjoy the fact that she's so naive and just like willing to overlook these, these alleged crimes that Jen Shaw has committed. Because when they sat down at that lunch, and they were clearly drinking vodka soda with lime, clearly. I would have loved to see them order that because remember when her sister last episode was like, please stop drinking that. It's fucking garbage. I love that. I love that subtle dragging by her sister. Jen Shaw has such a way of like being the victim in a situation where she's so clearly not. And then also saying that her and Stuart weren't that close. And then the editors cut to her feeding him a banana. I was like, girl, I don't feed people I'm not close with. Okay. I don't even know if I, I don't even feed people I am close with. They were very, very close. And I love that it was like three weeks ago. <laughs> you know, like they had these moments. I mean, remember when they were like in the, t- in the snowy tundra and she was like, I love you. Like we're, we're in this together. Like it was a whole thing. And now she's saying that she's not close to them. It's like, girl, we all fucking know. <sighs> so there's that. Then there's Lisa Barlow and the Jen of it all. And Lisa's now kind of turning on Jen because she's like, this is kind of reaffirming everything that she ever thought about Jen, but really tried to avoid seeing. And it's like, yeah, bitch, welcome. Meredith is like, yeah, duh. Oh, we know. And then I discovered that what we've thought was Mary's closet, I don't think is a closet. I think it's her bedroom which is interesting. I don't know. I really, really, really wish that the season would have started a little sooner at Jen Shaw's arrest because I think it's the audience kind of fell off. I mean, I know I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? But now I'm hooked. I'm obsessed. I look forward to it every single Sunday. And wow, wow, wow. I just can't get enough. I can't get enough of these women. And like I say all the time, I love their voices. They all sound like they're from different planets. None of them sound like they're from anywhere in America. It's like, they all have these like very strange, like transatlantic accents. And I, I enjoy it. Keep seeing my toes. Keep seeing my toes. So that's pretty much all I have for Salt Lake City and like the Bravo world. Uh, I do just want to give a shout out to one of my favorite accounts slash people. <laughs> he goes by the name on Twitter as Yolanda Fister. And... <laughs> Yes, you heard that correctly. Yolanda Fister. And he's on Instagram. 
at Bravo Bussy. <laughs> and I just have to say, he is one of the funniest, most original people I've ever come across. He and he was on Watch It Happens Live. He got to ask uh, Jeff Lewis a question on Sunday night with Lisa Barlow as a guest. And I just love that little Swede. He is so funny. You guys need to follow him. Like he's so original and absurd in his humor. And it's so fucking hilarious. It, I seriously, I cannot get enough. Please go follow. I also want to talk about the Summer House trailer that we got last week. Didn't really get to talk about it that like when it came out because I was in New York, things were busy, blah, blah, blah. But Sierra and Danielle get in a fight. And I am shook because they are the two people in the house that I would never, ever expect to get into some sort of altercation because Danielle is so level-headed. Sierra seems just too, like, chill for that. And I'm going to assume that they're fighting over Austin Kroll and Lindsay because Danielle and Lindsay are girls. Like, they're besties. They go way back before the show. And I just got the feeling from Winter House that Dan or Sierra isn't a fan of Lindsay, given the relationship with Austin. And someone, I don't know who it is, in the trailer is in bed with Lindsay and says that he wants to eat her front to back. Front to back. Now, what the fuck does that mean? I don't really know, but I'm good for you, girl. I hope it's not Austin Kroll saying this. I think it might be, and that's devastating me because I'm like, why are these women fucking Austin Kroll? It is like one of those situations. It's like Tristan Thompson. It's like, get away. Get away from him. Toxic. Toxic man. And yet women fall for him left and right. And I just found that interesting. Also, I know we'll get some Kristen Cavallari drama on, on this season because you remember that love triangle, alleged love triangle between her Austin, of course, and Craig. And I don't know. I kind of am like, I don't like that these these Southern charmers are like taking over our summer house. I kind of want them to like stay on their own show. Like Winter House was fun because it was like a combo of everybody. But like, get the fuck away from our beloved summer house kids. I'm over it. And I'm curious to see if Carl and Lindsay's relationship will play out on the show. I'm just saying. Because I think they're dating. That's all I got to say about that. I think they're dating. And I hope we get to see it because it was like he was like nowhere to be found in the trailer. And I just think that they're going to use that as like a sneak peek, like, you know, when they do the like sneak peeks from week to week on BravoTV.com. <laughs> I, I think we're going to see some some Carl and I'm excited. And I am very curious to see how this relationship between Craig and Paige plays out as well. Because that feels interesting. I'm, ex you know, we got that little teaser at the end of the Winter House finale of Craig and Paige kissing in the elevator. And I was like, oh my God. As you guys have probably seen in the news, there was a horrible storm over the weekend. And so far we know it has killed about 90 people and completely devastated communities across several states. So before I sign off today, I wanted to say that I will leave a link in the description of this podcast so you can donate responsibly and help those affected. There's amazing charities. Feeding America is a great one. I'm leaving a link in the description. Well, that's all I have for today. I love you all. And I will see you guys on Instagram and Twitter. And I hope you'll have a great day. Bye. 
we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.